Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 to discuss education, to discuss Chinuch, to discuss how to make the world a better place. But first, how do we make ourselves better people? How do we influence our families, our friends, our community, and our country and world in the direction of starting from ourselves. How do we just live in a better place that we want to live in? A lot happening today on the show, a lot to discuss. And obviously, as always, I'll remind you all that today is your, this show is the listener's show. It's your show. So feel free to comment, ask, say anything you'd like to share on the show. 34519 is the SMS line, or you could send a telegram, 0618951019. Or you could even call 0101403020. Before we start the show, just to share that tonight, as we all know, or most of us know, is going to be Lag Ba'imer and many events throughout the community, many different places, community, shuls, uh, bigger gatherings, smaller gatherings, a lot to plan for. So, two things I would like to say about that. Number one, while we all go out to celebrate and connect and to be social, uh, there is going to be fires and there is going to be a lot happening. So make sure to remind your kids, yourself, all about the safety, how to be careful, how to be aware of any danger or challenge that can come their way and to enjoy and connect purely. The second thing is with, I think is very important as a community that we are going in tonight. As our kids leave the house or as we drop them off, we're going to check everything. We're going to check that they have, if there's a fee, that they have the money, if they have warm clothes, if they have food, if they have anything they need to take to tonight's event. One thing we should remind them as well is just like they need all their physical stuff, and we'd love to see everybody have physical stuff, they need their emotional stuff. So why don't we recommend our kids tonight as they're leaving when you go to your community fire or to the bigger one or to the smaller one or whatever it is, look around. And if you see a child from school who didn't come with a lot of friends, who's not really sure what's happening, or if you're seeing somebody who's new to the community and feels a bit out of place or somebody who's not really sure what's happening, just give a smile, be nice, be friendly. And let's look at our evenings, not only on making sure our kids have all their physical needs, but making sure our kids can and will share emotional support in the community, create friendships, and use this time to enjoy, connect, and to actually appreciate and learn all about Lagba Aymar and the concept that we learned from the students of Rabbi Akiva. And I think nothing could be more important than actually connecting to other kids and other people around to make sure everybody feels comfortable, which would be what we need to do these days to make sure that we are respecting each other, even if they're not as close to us, but they are in need. Okay, so we spoke a, a, quite a bit about Lagboimer more of the time, and I really want to get into the interview with today's guest because there's a lot to speak and a lot to discuss. And just to give you a bit of background of how I think why I need to speak to this guest, and I think it's so important for us to tune in and listen. For the past few years, on this show, consistently speaking to doctors, professionals, educators, whoever, so many times we came to the discussion about the challenges and the worries about this generation, including 
and it, so many times it just gets down to too much screen time, not enough uh, um, uh, quality time, and we find ourselves a lot of times speaking and complaining about the amount of time kids are on social media or watching stuff or doing or playing games. And I think it's time to talk about the positive side of things of what we should be doing. Okay, instead of saying don't be on the screen, what should be we, what should we be doing? And one of the things that we know that would be a huge blessing is reading. There's books, there's knowledge, there's information. And for that, to hear about the positive, not only what not to do, but what we should be doing in teaching and helping our next generation, I have a human rights commissioner, uh, commission who is here with us today, and I am speaking to Andrew Gome. Andre Gome is a, as I said, a commissioner in Human Rights Commission who focuses on education, and we will speak about the importance and what we need to do to help and share and, and prepare our next generations. So before I say hi, and I really want to already, I'll just remind you, 34519 is the SMS line. Anything you want to comment or ask, Telegram 061-895-1019. Or you could even call in if you want to speak to me or to Andre, 0101403020. Good afternoon, Andre. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. And good afternoon to the listeners. Okay. So after such a long introduction... I, I'm excited we're getting to speak because we really want to know more about the positive side of things, what we can train our next generation, what we can do in order to enrich their world, what we can do in order to encourage them to spend their time and their knowledge and ability in an appropriate way. And as a human rights commissioner, that is exactly your area. So as we dive into it, first a bit about you. Let's introduce you a bit. You are a human rights commissioner. In what areas? Go ahead. Yes. yes, my focus area is education. Uh, every one or each one of the uh, human rights commissioners at the South African Human Rights Commission has a focus area such as health, education, uh, housing, and so forth, uh, basically then focusing on, on one or more specific rights in the Bill of Rights. Just to get to the uh, – yeah, it is actually in a sense – not really positive news when we look at the uh, situation pertaining to reading skills in the country in the sense that uh, according to the latest progress in international reading literary study pearls, as it is also called, of uh, 2016, it found that 78% of South African grade four children did not reach even the low international benchmark uh, in terms of being able to read for meaning by the time they reach grade four. So that is 78% doesn't sound like bad news. sounds like frightening news. It is, it is absolutely, absolutely frightening. Uh, And we are waiting now for the uh, next pills report, uh, which is also recognized by the department of basic education as the, the, um, as uh, the formal assessment of reading skills by grade four. So the next Pearls report will be released very soon on the 16th of May 2023. And it is expected by the reading panel 2030 that is chaired by former Deputy President um, Lambung Nuka, Pumzilim Lambung Nuka, of which I'm also a member but that this figure will even rise to about 82% in 
in view of uh, COVID-19 and all the consequences uh, thereof. So it is really a very problematic situation. And it is uh, in view of this that the Commission has actually uh, established a Section 11 committee in terms of Section 11 uh, of its own act, the South African Human Rights Commission Act, some time ago. Uh, and and this uh, committee uh, put together what we call the right to read and write position paper of the South African Human Rights Commission, in which uh, the commission uh, attempted, with the assistance of these experts, to indicate what exactly does it mean when we say someone can read for meaning by grade four, and what are the essential building blocks to uh, to achieve that? Do we know and, before uh, we in, go into Andrew, yes. before we go into the uh, committee that you put and and look at the program and what it means and how we need to get there? What are the challenges that we're seeing? What is happening? Why are our kids today? so far away when it comes to the actual reading from when we were growing up? Yeah, I think the challenges uh, are uh, encapsulated quite well in this year's and last year's 2030 reading panel report, the one chaired by the former deputy president I indicated earlier. Uh, And in that specific report, it is recommended, and they want to uh, you can also see where exactly the challenges is that there should be number one uh, we we should have uh, a universal external grade two assessment of uh, of reading that takes place or grade, actually a grade four assessment of reading so that should happen uh, all over the country on a regular basis that used to be the the case but uh, it is not any longer uh, secondly, it recommended that there was a need to provide a standard minimum set of reading resources to all foundation phase classroom, that's grade R to 3, as a matter of urgency. Um, the problem in this regard is that there are not enough what we call graded readers uh, available uh, to every child in every classroom in the foundation phase, and that needs to change uh, very, uh, very quickly. Okay. There are open source material available, which means tantrums and so on would not have to be paid, which ca- can easily be uh, distributed uh, and uh, at, at not a, such a huge cost at all. Uh, so that is one of the uh, uh, specific recommendations made by so, the so we see part of the panel. challenges Andres so we we just we, we need to take a short break and when we come back I want to he- hear more and we'll discuss a bit more about the resources yes. that are available that people could find and, and see what we can do uh, anything you'd like to comment or share or bring into 34519 is SMS line or telegram 0618951019 Hi FM your station of choice since 2008 we are back. Right before the break, we started a fascinating discussion. I'm here with Commissioner Andre Gum, who is a South African Human Rights Commission um, commissioner, and his focus area is education. And we've been speaking about the 
reading and writing situation here in South Africa, which sounds quite, quite frightening, and leads us to a point that I think as listeners and as parents, we need to see what we can step in as parents and do for our kids and not necessarily rely fully on the educational system as we we can definitely use every support we need. However, at the end of the day, as parents, we want to make sure our kids have what they need with a better future. And Andra has shared that one of the recommendations that uh, the, the organization had was also to have resources open for the uh, wider community that you can access at no cost or if it would be shipped to you in a, in a uh, reasonable way. Uh, let's hear a bit more about the resources and options that parents have if they say, okay, well, this is writing. I'm going to step in, and what can I do for my child? Andre? So um, I think we're having a bit of a technical issue here. So here we are back, Andre Gome. And while we work at this uh, challenge, we are discussing here what parents can do and what resources they have available for them to step in and be able to um, benefit and get access to to teach their own children. Andre, are you with us? Yes, no, I can hear you now again. You broke up for a moment. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. So, yeah, what are the resources and options that parents, if they want to step in and say, okay, as a parent, I'm going to do something, what, what do you have to offer? Yes, uh, well, as I indicated, the importance is that in the foundation phase classrooms, there should be graded readers available for every single learner. And we have identified systemically, you know, that that is a systemic problem in our schools because there are not enough graded readers that are indeed available for every learner that is now available. that is now readers or books, that, you know, with various levels of, of difficulty from, let's say, uh, book, book one to, to book ten, uh, and then going to another category, uh, of more difficult books and so on. That is typically what learners need, uh, to be able to progress as far as reading and reading for meaning in particular is concerned. So that's one of the other recommendations we made to government that there should be such a standard set of reading resources, graded readers available in foundation phase classrooms uh, for every learner. The third uh, recommendation we made was that there is a need for an audit of pre-service teacher education programs. Uh, We believe uh, very strongly and research indicates that teachers are not really prepared adequately in all respects for teaching reading specifically, uh, which creates, which obviously creates a, a huge problem. So there need to be an audit so that there could be at the pre-service teacher education program stage that is now at universities, the necessary interventions could, could then be made. And thirdly, we uh, recommended, fourthly, I mean, we recommended, this is now the reading panel 2030, recommended to government that there should be, a, uh, we should move away from 
uh, slogans to budgets as such. There should be dedicated funding that is made available by government for uh, the imp- uh, improvement of reading in our schools. Um, and we specifically recommended or said in that report that uh, as a country we need to move beyond slogans, mere slogans like read to lead or drop all and read and purely symbolic campaigns like the president's virtual reading circle uh, and get serious about reading with a costed and budgeted plan that recognizes that fixing the reading crisis in South Africa will require, first of all, serious increases in government capacity at both head office and school level. Secondly, instituting accountability measures for non-performance at both head office and school levels. And thirdly, serious budgets for reading with dated implementation plans, so timelines in other words, that are monitored for key milestones. Um, there was a very important program in Gauteng uh, at some stage. It was, I think, in uh, yeah, not too long ago. I think it was 2022. Uh, and... In that case, 298 million rand was made available very specifically for this reading intervention. And therefore, it is, it is quite clear that they will have to, a substantial amount of money will be, have to be made available to all provinces, specifically focusing on the foundation uh, phase and specifically on, uh, Reading for meaning, in other words, literacy. When that so, when that budget uh, was was yes. made available, did did you start seeing a shift and in, in the schools and the abilities? Obviously, it's hard to measure from the kids, but is actually something picking up with the reading? Yeah, well, indications were that that was uh, one of the successful programs, and uh, at and currently there are actually only two program uh, two provinces with a very specifically budgeted for interventions that they actually, uh, uh, you know, received new money in a sense from their provincial treasuries. And that is Gauteng with an intervention program in grade R specifically and the Western Cape with a intervention program. I think they've, uh, yeah, both of these programs were budgeted at about uh, 110 million rand uh, that they received for purposes thereof, and, and the Western Cape program is for the foundation phase as such. I think the Western Cape province has also taken a very important decision that all provinces should do, and that is that they have decided that the number one priority is indeed the foundation phase. And you can uh, think why that is so important to make that shift and to say this is our number one priority. And that is because the foundation phase is not called the foundation phase uh, for nothing. It is a reason the foundation, foundation of it is the foundation of all education that follows. And you can imagine that if a, a child cannot read for meaning by the time that child reaches grade four, then um, the building blocks or, or the, the foundation is not right. So all further building of that particular building 
is going to be problematic from an educational point of view. Or put differently, one can even say that, you know, the, uh, it's almost a bit of a waste of money, the education that follows. If the foundation is not there, if a child cannot, uh, if a child has not mastered the basics of reading for meaning. What, you know, obviously as a human rights commissioner, your job is to make recommendations and to get government to do stuff. What are your thoughts and predictions about things actually taking a change? Well, it will simply have to change. And the um, there is a, a meeting on the cards, hopefully quite soon now, between myself, our chairperson, Advocate Bongani Majola, and the Minister of Basic Education, where we will raise these issues very sharply. It is going to be a very important development when the new, when the next pearls and pearls is as I pointed out earlier the progress in international reading literacy, literacy study and when the next pearls report is released on 16 May so there will have to be very serious uh, engagements with government our role as a human rights commission is to identify. Uh, specific potential violations of human rights, uh, but also to promote human rights and to make sure that they are indeed fulfilled. And so that is exactly also what our right to read and write position paper was all about, that the that reading is such an important component of the right to a basic education that if you have a situation where children, uh, you know, are not in a position to read for meaning by grade four, it actually amounts to a violation of the right to a basic education. Now, unlike other social, socioeconomic rights, which are progressively realizable, the right to a basic education is immediately realizable. And therefore, uh, you know, that indicates also the immediacy of action that need to be taken to address such a huge problem and such a huge violation such as this one. And therefore, we, we decided that it is important to start defining reading as a right and not just simply some kind of subcomponent of the right to a basic education, Definitely. but that it is actually a right in itself. Children have the right to be able to read for meaning by grade four. It's a right and it's an obligation for parents and, and the government to teach the kids because it's almost impossible to function uh, in, in today's world without the ability to read and write. Uh, definitely not out of, out of South Africa, kind of not allowing the kids uh, a, a future that they should have um, be given. And my question to you is, where do you see the parents' role in the civilians' role? Uh, as an organization, you come and you give recommendations to government. You're pushing and you're doing an amazing job in putting programs together and hopefully finding a way that the government will actually follow through and make it happen. However, there's a whole nation here. What is your message to the nation and to parents? Don't just sit there and, and watch it happen. Be proactive. Do something. What would you want them to do? Yes, I think parents' role is obviously of critical importance in education generally of their children, but also specifically 
with regard to reading. And therefore, uh, parents also in, in respect of their own children should really play an active role and should make books available to their children. Uh, but also, you know, children come home with homework uh, when they're in grades one, two, and three. They, they have homework and, and parents and uh, part of that homework is, is obviously the reading component. And they have, uh, they come home with these little graded readers, as I pointed out earlier. And then parents need to make sure that their children are indeed making progress and m- make interventions if needed, if that is not the case. Uh, so in that sense, they have a very important role with respect to their own children. And, uh, you know, if people want to get involved uh, on a broader scale, then I think there are many ways in which they can support schools also in respect of the matter I raised with regard to graded readers for schools or for foundation phase classrooms that do not have that. And, you know, in, in other ways as well, some of them might be retired teachers or um, might play an, uh, a role in assisting teachers to help learners to um, improve their reading skills. Uh, for example, teaching assistance is also a very important program, and our research has indicated quite clearly that uh, teacher assistants have an impact and a huge impact on um, assisting learners to master the skill of reading for meaning. So I think there, there are a number of ways in which parents and the community at large can really become involved, even synagogues, uh, churches, etc. Okay. So uh, the- let, let me ask you, when, when it comes to that area, and, and I do want to go into this a bit deeper, but I'll, I'll start with this question. If we're living in a, in, in a country currently that we see quite a few people who say, you know, I don't trust ESCOM with my electricity. I will put sonor, uh, solar panels because I don't see that it what's going to happen. Or I, or, or I'm, I don't think that they're going to fix the curve next to my house, so I'm going to fix it. I'm going to ask my gardener to make sure that the street by my house is fixed. And we see more and more of these things coming up. When would be the time, if it's not here yet, that parents should say, well, just like I'm provide, I'm getting my own electricity and I'm making my own borehole, then I need to make my own education for my kids. If I'm seeing that we're nearly reaching 80% of kids not reading properly, then this may be a, a, a strong wake-up call for a parent to say, then do I need to look after my own children's education and make sure they have the reading? And I'll start with basic, with homework, reading, basic math, basic uh, uh, functional skills in, in today's world. Yes, I think it is quite an indictment uh, as far as the state is concerned that so many of these functions are simply now being taken over by people uh, and citizens uh, or people who live in South Africa because the state is not, you know, being able to provide it as they should. But uh, there will always be, uh, there will unfortunately always also be parents who are not in a position to, to be able to do that. So I think uh, there will always be, you know, I mean, there will be private schools and homeschooling and so on, but there will also be a great need for 
the state to actually play its role as it should with regard to public education, institutions, schools, and so on. And therefore, yes, uh, I mean, that, that will be an option for some, but in our country that is so deeply divided and diverse and so on, and where poverty and inequality play such a role, uh, it is also upon all of us, I think, to really see how we can support schools to actually function well and work, and then to be able to, to have the uh, resources, human as well as capital, uh, books and stuff like that, so that we can make sure that we uh, don't create a nation that is going to collapse because its children, too, too many of its children, uh, almost 82%, if we are correct at the moment, can't read for meaning by the time they reach grade four. That is a recipe for a potential disaster as far as... For uh, our own kids. Commission, yes. Exactly. So we do need to take a short break. And when we come back, I, I want to ask you a bit more on this topic specifically. A short break and we'll be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. 1.9 We are back and I'm in the middle of a fascinating discussion. I'm here with um, Human Rights Commissioner um, Andre Gom. And we've been speaking about the education and about human rights when it comes to education and what we need to give kids. Any thoughts, any comments, anything you would like to share is 34519 is the SMS line or Telegram. You could send us a message on 061-895-1019 or call 01014030-20. So I'd like to ask you, Andre, considering uh, what we spoke right before the break about the need of parents to step up and support the schools and support the school system and be definitely involved in the education of their children. And while, although we do need a very strong, powerful school system, because not everybody can do something else, not everybody has the ability to do an alternative private school or homeschool or whatever it is. Uh, however, if we find the reality of parents, as, as I said, using ESCOM for, uh, using panels for instead of ESCOM or using uh, whatever of their own resources, when it comes to parents. So I'd like to share with you, Andrew, about a worry that I've gotten quite a few comments to the show from different listeners throughout the past and professionals have spoken of the communities that are doing Homeschooling, and I'm not saying communities, I mean there's the homeschooling community, people that have chosen homeschooling for their kids, people that have chosen cottage schools, private schools, etc. And there's a strong feeling happening in the, with the parents that are doing homeschool, that they are not safe, that the government is expecting them to do things that are not clear to them what they can do. They are not registered, and while they all they want is to just educate their children, they could easily find themselves breaking the law or in an un, unsafe position. And my question is, considering that we're looking at over 80% potentially of kids not reading, stopping parents from homeschooling their kids or putting them in fear and in the dark about what they can and can't do would that not be considered a human rights violation? Yeah, I uh, really think that it should be made easy for, for uh, parents to uh, do homeschooling. 
there is the view that the latest amendments to the South African Schools Act, you know, goes too far in terms of uh, how they deal with the matter. And it's too cumbersome and too many challenges put in place for parents. Um, but I, I think it should actually be made quite easy for parents to, um, to do homeschooling. Are there any recommendations from the, the human rights uh, commissioners to government regarding making it easier for parents that actually choose to educate their kids and give them a better future as something that should be allowed and looked into and appreciated? Yes. Um, well, I think one should monitor quite closely the implementation of the South African school, the amendments now to the South African Schools Act. And if it appears to be too cumbersome, um, then uh, those who encounter the difficulty should really approach us as the South African Human Rights Commission so that we can assist in, uh, uh, you know, getting some of the red tape uh, dealt with. Uh, so we will most certainly take that up with government as the realization of the right to a basic education is the central important matter here for us and I think for all South Africans. Okay, definitely. So I, I think that's that's actually a very important thing because when, when the discussion that comes up as people feeling uh, that human – that they're really stuck with the education and they want to do this private education and they can't there. What you're saying is that there is an address. They can reach out to you and the human rights uh, commission will uh, look at that and perhaps start a discussion with government to make sure that proper education is allowed. Yes, indeed. It is actually one of our duties in terms of uh, the South African Human Rights Commission Act, duty of the commission to make recommendations to government pertaining to legislation, regulations, and all those kinds of instruments if, uh, you know, uh, there are human rights problems related to that or it amounts to human rights violations or it threatens human rights violations and obviously as I pointed out earlier the right to a basic education is a very central right in the constitution it is unlike the other socioeconomic rights an immediately realizable right so most certainly if there are human rights issues relating to legislation we will and make recommendations to government if it comes to our attention or if we pick it up through our own research, etc. Okay, that's amazing. I will definitely recommend to uh, um, professionals and, and listeners and, and people here that they should reach out. And uh, towards the end of the hour, we'll uh, discuss how to reach out to you, perhaps with the website or how, or if there's an email or somehow people can reach out and we can see how to get um, uh, this thing happening. We're running out of time and I really want to hear from you. I, I know we're focusing on reading and writing. Have, however, have you identified other areas of ed education that are worrying? It could be in math, uh, science, history, whatever it is, to a point that you're worried of a human rights violation? 
Yes, um, obviously we also aware of uh, huge issues pertaining to to maths specifically. Uh, also, once again, foundation phase uh, in particular. But our we have decided to focus because I mean you know reading and writing skills are even critical for purposes of numeracy and so on as well. So we are currently very much focused on on that particular matter as far as quality of education is concerned. Obviously, we also, as we all know, have huge problems pertaining to infrastructure um, in our country in terms of schools. The norms and standards for uh, school infrastructure hasn't been implemented the way it should have been. We still get pit latrines in many schools. We have unsafe buildings and so on. So the commission is working with various other stakeholders, including Equal Education, Section 27 and so on, to, um, to also push as far as the infrastructure issues are concerned and to um, uh, make sure that these, or try and make sure that government do actually attend to those. And insofar that, that they don't attend, uh, the, the commission will indeed intervene from our side. Okay, amazing, because uh, as you said, the facilities are uh, extremely important for the ability to even stay safe in school and uh, even be productive in learning. We do need to take one short ad break and then we will uh, continue towards the end of the show uh, a few more uh, things to chat I'm here with um, Human Rights Commissioner Andrew Gome and we will be right back IFM 101.9 megahertz of life 101.9 we are back towards the end of the hour I'm here with Human Rights Commissioner Andre Gome and we're discussing the worries about human rights in education here in South Africa currently, and we've been speaking quite a bit and actually be been reassuring to hear that there is a committee out there that is looking out for us, for the country, for the community, for the civilians, making sure that we are offering a good future for the kids. And one of the things that we definitely need to look at, and Andre, I think I'm going to be in touch with you after the show and we're going to discuss as I do get from this show the show gets a lot of discussion around human rights when it comes to education of homeschooling and and worries that parents have and cottage schools etc so uh as we get to the end of the hour the first thing I want to ask you is um what would be the way to reach out to somebody who who does have um human rights worries about the education of their kids how would they reach out to you Yes. So we have uh, offices in every province in our country. So where you based in Gauteng, there's also an, uh, an office. Uh, and the offices can, well, it can be visited physically. It can be contacted uh, via email and so on and so forth. So um, that would be the first port of call, actually, to make contact uh, with the uh, with the relevant office, the details are available on our website uh, www.shrc.org.za, and um, then we will assess. Uh, we receive complaints, then we assess it, 
to in, uh, to indicate or to get an understanding as uh, if there is a prima facie violation of human rights. If we find that to be the case, then we continue to either investigate uh, the matter, to mediate it, or to sometimes also take it to court. Uh, and in the where, where we deal with equality kind of violations, then the equality court would be the appropriate forum. So that is that is how we go about uh, with regard to mm-hmm. complaints. And then if we have investigated the matter, we bring out a report. Uh, with findings and recommendations or directives sometimes even uh, that uh, that we issue against the uh, or to the respective respondent. Okay, that would be amazing and I think we will be uh, discussing and looking into this as uh, a concern. We're, in our one minute that's left, Andre, all your amazing work that you're doing, what is your vision? What are you hoping for the, this nation and for the future generation? Your Words of hope of where we, we would love to go. Yes, I would say that that is that uh, there would really be a culture of human rights in South Africa, uh, meaning that everyone in everything that they do would depart from a human rights perspective. Uh, and that really is my hope for the nation. And please God, that will come true as an amazing vision and hopeful for the com- for the country. Thank you, Human Rights Commissioner Andre Gome. It was really, really interesting and fascinating, and I, uh, we all appreciate and apply your job as someone looking out for the people of the country and communicating with government. And as I said in this show as well, we will be um, uh, reaching out and following through when it comes to uh, human rights regarding schooling and education. And really appreciate being with us today. So thank you so much. And... We, I'm sure we will be um, hearing from each other uh, as as we go forward. Thank you, everybody, for being with us today. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch, I'm here, Rabbi G, at Chai Chinuch, as we do every Monday between 2 to 3. Next week, we will be back with a new topic. And in the meantime, stay safe, especially tonight with all the um, beautiful moments of Lagba Aymar together with the uh, scary moments when it comes to fire and safety and just be there, stay safe and we will be back next Monday 2 to 3 as usual. Thank you for being with us and thank you Craig for running the show. Thank you Sana for uh, being here and thank you Andre Gome for being the guest at the show and hear you next week, Monday 2 to 3.